fellow Zeros, thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, which this time is the podcast that says, if you can't do it with one bullet, don't do it at all. We are here today to talk to you about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along three people I didn't come up with a clever thing about. Wow. Three Extraordinary Gentlemen? Shouldn't just, oh. <laughs> just pick the low-hanging fruit? It was, it, was, it was too obvious. Rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never know. And I'm here with three extraordinary gentlemen. Hey! Oh, I've never been complimented like that. I feel special. You are? No. No, I'm not. I take it back. You can't take it back! And we've got Frank. The podcast that's waiting to be impressed. Matt. The only podcast that calls trouble, sport. And Corey. The podcast that's very American. Fire enough bullets and hope to hit the target. And we have an honorable mention of the only podcast that's sweet and young. Neither are traits I hold in high regard. Also, the only podcast that's been waiting all week to do that. Before we get into our coverage about the movie, we've got two things to do first. The first of which is the email from Sequel. <gasps> My so, favorite part of every episode from here on out. Sequel writes us about John Wick Chapter 2, which was our previous episode, and spoilers for John Wick Chapter 2. Sorry to do this two episodes in a row, but... Get used yeah. to it. Fucking Sequel, am I right? <laughs> So if you haven't seen or listened to John Wick Chapter 2 yet, it's episode 39, it just happened. Go get it. Sequel writes, Hello friends, thoroughly enjoyed listening to your review of John Wick Chapter 2. You guys pretty much touched on everything, so I'll keep this short. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Chad Stahelski has done a tremendous job building this world of underground assassins without giving away too many details. I'm very intrigued to see what Chapter 3 has to offer. I agree more with Corey about the purpose of the $7 million bounty placed on John Wick by Santino. Getting rid of John Wick as a loose end seems way more important than saving face. As messed up as it is, having your sister killed doesn't violate any rules in this hierarchy of assassins. And then he goes on to state the two rules that we already know. I'm not so sure anyone would care enough about the death of Santino's sister where he would have to save face. I'm going to pause there. She was about to be on the high table... I think the care is a little bit. Well, she just got on the high table. Yeah, but she was. Yeah, she was about to be. She was being coronated. No, right. I'm saying yeah. but she. She was celebrating the fact that she got on. Yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Like they care a little bit. Yeah, no, they didn't go bit. through the trouble of electing her or whatever. How will they do that? We'll find out. Chapter three. Can't wait. Will we? Fingers yeah, crossed. No clue. We'll have to check the comics. Someone's got to get the comics. Sequel. Back to the email. With all that being said, I give this movie five stones and can't wait for chapter three as it will be the first time we see John Wick in action without the aid of the Continental and all it has to offer. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Sequel. P.S. You guys were right about Rafe Fines. My apologies. Woo! Holy shit, I want a gold fucking Continental coin for that. Can we, uh... Can we cash that in for I a bounty? Mean, I think we should do a moment of silence for Sequel's pride, because he swallowed it right there. If you'd like to be like Sequel, then send us an email that we read on the air and get to talk about Send that over to zthpodcast at gmail.com. And now, since for some reason the segment hasn't gotten axed yet, we're going to do what we've been watching before we get into League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's getting to a point, though. Like, I'm surprised I haven't gotten rid of this segment yet. <laughs> Listen, we're in the back of the car. You're driving. Take us to Disneyland. Please. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? If you say, are we there yet? One more time. Are we there yet? Ah! Corey, what have you been watching? 
So right after I got done um, watching this movie, I threw on Gone in 60 Seconds. Because sometimes you just need a good old-fashioned heist movie. And the Flyers were on national television, so I watched the first uh, period and a half of that. Matt? Uh, I've been watching uh, Mead videos, because sometimes when you watch, you look something on your history, or rather, YouTube suggests things based on your history, and you're like, hey, I've never seen this before, and then you start watching it, you start watching more videos, and uh, there were some pretty comprehensive Mead-making videos, and also they made the Mead described in the first couple minutes of Skyrim. Like when you're on the cart and the guy's talking about it, they were like, we're going to make that meat. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm interested. At least I don't have to bleep at that time. Frank, what have you been watching? <laughs> you didn't have to bleep the last time you chose to. That was good, though. You're right. Good bleep. Good call. Um, I watched an episode of Legion. I'm only two episodes in. I'm still an episode behind, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been watching The 100. Which the is a CW show? Which is a CW show. Current? Or are you yeah, I'm current. No, I'm current. It's a good show. Joe, you been watching anything good? I've been following in sequels' footsteps, trying to watch the Oscar-nominated... I mean, the Oscars are over now, so it doesn't matter, but... There were nine movies nominated for Best Picture. I'm going to try to watch all nine of them. How many have you gotten through? One. Which one? Hell or High Water. Was it good? It was good. Okay. You know, funny thing about that Best Picture thing... (laughs) That got Steve Harvey so hard. Oh, man. What? Really? I didn't hear what happened with Steve Harvey. With the Miss America pageant? Oh, you know, I heard that. Yeah. What happened with Best Picture? He wasn't there. It, it wasn't him that did it, but the same exact thing happened. Yeah. They, they announced the wrong person. Yeah. So I'm making, whenever you're at a big award show and you announce the, the wrong person. It's, it's, that guy. it's Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey read the now. wrong thing. Like, yes. He read the wrong name. He read the wrong They gave this person the wrong card. Yeah, but like it's as if he knew. It's like he knew that the card was wrong because he waited. He was like, <laughs> Shit's fucked. So then, oh, shit! So then the other woman just grabbed the card and was like, La La Land. It, it's La La Land. <laughs> Guys, it's... It's La La Land. And then... They were like, it's not La La Land. It's not La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I feel bad for La La Land or happy for Moonlight. I really don't know. Uh, meh. I feel happy for everyone. It's a pleasure to be nominated. It really is. One day we were nominated for an Oscar. Huh? <laughs> I don't we even should, care if we win. We should try to get it. They have podcast awards. We should try to get it. They do. I forget what they're called, though. Ennies. I mean, I know podcasts that a podcast category in the Ennie Awards, so that's why I said it. They only have gold and silver. So if you didn't get gold and you didn't get silver... You got nothing. You don't know where you landed. Schrodinger, Schrodinger's bronze is what they call bronze it. Bronze is our wheelhouse. That was really... I like bronze. We're waiting for it. It's got a whole age named after it. That's pretty cool. So yeah, Hell or High Water was good. And I also watched Swiss Army Man, which is a weird fucking movie. How was it? Which movie? It was, it was good, but... Afterwards, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? It was one of those movies that's just... It's a movie odd. that has Daniel Radcliffe as a Swiss army man, so... Oh! Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yes. Oh, he is, he is a corpse? He is a corpse. Okay. But they somehow magically use him as, like, a Swiss army knight for everything. Yeah. It's funny because in the movie they make a point to not say that. He's like, I'm your multi-purpose tool guy. <laughs> cool. And then I also watched the third episode of Legion, but, you know, I already talked about that before. It's good. And that's what we've been watching. Enjoy that while it lasts. Tell us about this movie. Oh, I will. The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was given to us in the year 2003. Great year. (laughs) If you're familiar with the movie facts previously, I'm including two new things that are very small and very insignificant. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) Talking about cutting sections, new sections. Sequel's not here, so anything goes. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. It's barely noticeable, guys. 
I just included the rating and the runtime. It's PG-13 and one hour, 50 minutes. Now you all know, if you decide to watch it, what you're getting yourself into. I like that. I like that addition. Under two hours. It was directed by Stephen Newington, who we've talked about before because he directed Blade. He also directed Death Machine and The Last Minute, which I'm sure I included in our Blade episode. That's the number. I don't remember which one. What's Death Machine? It's not Death Race, which okay. is what I thought when I saw yeah, it. And that's I was, what I was thinking. It's earlier too. than that. It's before Blade. And, and Blade is after this. No. Blade is before this? This movie is 2003. Blade is like 90-something. Oh, shit. Yeah. God, I'm old. Frank, this is before you were born, so don't worry about it. This movie was Stephen Norrington's last. What a one to go out on. Good right? for him. Isn't it magnificent? The movie stars Sean Connery, God help me, Nazaruddin Shah, sure, nailed it. Peter Wilson, Tony Curran, Stuart Townsend, Shane West, Jason Fleming, Richard Roxburgh. Those were all okay. Really, just Captain Nemo was dicey there. The budget was seventy-eight million dollars. It grossed one hundred seventy-nine million dollars. Oh! But oh, here we go. The domestic gross was only sixty-six million. People love movies that. Uh, <laughs> I think there's too much pirating going on here. That's why no one goes... There's also a lot of Sean Connery. not American actors in this movie, yeah, so I'm sure true. overseas they also ate this like, up. Yeah, they gobbled I it. mean, this movie was just made for England. Everything was based in and around London. Uh-huh. I won't get too far into it right now, but... The scores for the movie... Ghost of Sequel passed, you can take the night off, because Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie a 17%. <laughs> Certified dicks. And they're wrong. The audience gave this movie a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. Better. IMDb gave this movie a 5.8 out of 10. Okay. The all-knowing Metacritic gave this movie a 30. (laughs) Good! (laughs) No! That's actually okay! It's within the scope. From 17, 58, 30 is like right in the middle. It's within the scope, yeah. I'm cool with it. It makes sense. And the user score on Metacritic was a 5.0. For the first time, I don't hate Metacritic. I mean, I've, I always been, hate yeah, I've been toying with replacing Medicare with something else. If you have a suggestion, tweet us at ZTH Podcast. So that's going to do it for the movie facts. Let's get into our general thoughts about the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know what, Matt? You kick us off. Great. <laughs> oh, God, bad man. choice. Alan Quarterman is the protagonist of H. Ryder Haggard's 1885 novel, King Solomon's Minds, and its sequels. Alan Quarterman was also the title of a book in this sequence. The character Quartermate is an English-born professional game hunter and occasional trader in southern Africa who supports colonial efforts to spread civilization in the Dark Continent, though he also favors native Africans having a say in their affairs. I am going to suggest we make another new side bet because I googled that and was like, this is exactly what Matt's going to read today. I, I honestly toyed with it today because there was a couple characters that I could look into, but I was like, I think Quartermate is the most... Unknown of the characters in the the in, to us in the movie, right, right to us. Frank, why don't you let us know what you thought about this movie? This was a movie, great, and I don't think any real part of the movie stuck out to me, and I'm going to leave it at that. Corey, what do you got? I like the way that this movie was made conceptually. I like the idea of essentially a London-based Avengers squad of, like, superheroes slash hero villain, like, pro slash antagonists working together for a common goal to stop World War One, um, 
execution in this movie, upon watching it again, kind of falls short a little bit. Yeah, this movie's not good. <laughs> it's not the. It's not an awful movie. It didn't hurt me to watch it, but this movie is not good. I fell asleep almost twice watching this movie. I never fall asleep during movies. The choices they make are very, very weird to me. I've never read the graphic novel, so I don't know if I just don't like the story of The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, or if they took liberties with this film that are just not good. From here on out, we will be spoiling The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. If you've not watched it yet and would like to without knowing what happens, here's your chance to pause. It's leaving now. Let's talk about it. Um, I have Twitter questions. Do we want to do these at the beginning, or do we want to do them at the end? I'm just, do, I'm just do curious. Do them now. Yeah, yeah. Do them now? Because they might, you know, be what we end up talking about, so then doing them at the end would be redundant. We have two questions from friend of the podcast, Mitch. Oh. His first one is, could they still pull off a sequel if everyone was on board, or would it just be better to reboot it? No. No, they could not pull off a sequel. Yeah, no, it's... it's Way better to I'm gonna say this. hard reboot. Hard reboot, yeah. I'm gonna say the, no to both of them. There's a zero well, percent wrong, but <laughs> there is a zero percent chance that um oh my god, how am I not thinking of his name? Sean Connery? Yes. Thank you. Could do anything that he did in this movie. Oh. There's a zero percent chance Sean Connery would be able to pull off another Alan Quartermain. Yep. Sure. I'd love I, I I would love to see if they could make it better second time around, but like rebooting would be tough though. Is casting. You can, you can find people. Uh, Funny you should ask that. That is Mitch's second question. What actors would make the best cast for a reboot? Uh, Liam Neeson as Keanu Alan Reeves. Oh, yeah, I like that. Liam Neeson as Alan Quartermain. Keanu Reeves as... Uh, who? No, I just said Keanu Reeves. Okay. Keanu Reeves could definitely pull off What's-His-Face. Who? Um, Dorian Gray. Dorian Gray. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah, he could. He yeah. could. Oh, God, he could. He could. <laughs> he, could pull, he could pull that off. <laughs> Straight out of John Wick, he could just. just I, I really, job. I really just want to say it. I think it'd just be funny to make Mark Ruffalo Doctor Jekyll. Well, yeah, I mean that would be amazing. <laughs> He's typecast forever as guy who turns into big guy. Yeah, uh, and then the guy that looked like the red ball sack <laughs> when he drank the potion. Oh yeah, <laughs> make <laughs> take uh, who's that guy who played um? He can't abomination. Think yeah. about ball sacks. Oh, that guy. Oh, oh the fuck. guy who played abomination. That'd be amazing. The guy from Lie to Me, Tim Roth. Tim yeah, Roth, yeah. and the wild, like the, the redheaded wildling from Game of Thrones, could still play the Invisible Man. He's fine. Should just make an Invisible Woman. Yeah, the thing. guy who played the Invisible Man was one of the head wildlings. I mean, it's just a voice. So no, but you see no, his face. No, you see his face. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to IMDb. We still got another character to cast. Who's Mina? We also have to cast Nemo. Mm. Oh, that's Nemo could be the guy from uh, um... Rogue One. No, oh, Rogue One or um, guy? The Life guy. of Pi. That guy. I've never seen that. Or the guy that just won the Oscar. Um, Dev, the guy from Yeah, Dev, Dev Patel. Oh, is he in Life of Pi too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's make the girl um, the redhead from Game of Thrones. Let's just cast everyone as Game of Thrones. <laughs> Perfect, and then done. For <laughs> Great. Because then you just... Then you just use the guy Jon Snow as Dorian Gray. Oh, I love it. Oh god. Amazing. <laughs> that works. That just makes me sad because of who Dorian Gray is, but I still like it. Yeah, no, I mean fair, but Oh, that's Stuart Townsend? He was Aragon for like a hot minute in Lord of the Rings. Oh, he played Vincent Van Gogh uh, on Doctor Who. Okay. Who I always think is that one wildling. Oh 
who you always think is who Torment. Yeah. So we have to recast Skinner again. Okay. No, so, you still uh, use the same guy. I don't think he's fine. <laughs> oh, we'll use Torment as Skinner. Oh God, he's so big in Swedish though. No, fuck that. I'd rather use. Um, Seriously, if they look Swedish, so just fucking can't similar. Play Skinner. Yeah, mm, wrong. They look. They look yeah, super wrong. similar. Yeah. I just assumed that they were the same person. Trying to think of a squirrely little British guy. You know what? Let's be let's be fucked up. Daniel Radcliffe. That would be hysterical. <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe is the Invisible Man. Chris Eccleston could pull it off. I t- I'd rather Daniel Radcliffe because he's tiny and he's used to being invisible. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Or we just cast Elijah Wood. Ooh, also Ooh. good. Uh, I can no. go both. Chris Evans is Tom Sawyer? Yes! I mean, sure. Oh, yeah, I forgot Sawyer was also a character. Yeah, we have to do Sawyer. Special Agent Sawyer. Did we cast Nemo? Yes, Dev Patel. Okay. Do you have a better option? You're welcome, Mitch. No, I was just I forgot if we did or not. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that's um That's our that's our league. It's not bad. Of extraordinary gentlemen. It's pretty good. It's, it's, I like it. It might be better than this one. Yeah. I mean <laughs> He's not wrong. Listen, computer generated graphics are better It's nothing to do with it. That is not what I mean. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll get there. Okay, yeah. great. I can't wait to go into the paint for this movie. And our remaining Twitter question is from It's from Loser MLW who writes at what exact runtime in the film did Connery put his hands in the air and say, I'm done? Hashtag the day ish mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming this is a judgment call question and not just a line that I missed in the movie. Mm, I think so. I think he's trying to be funny. And he succeeded because that hashtag was great. <laughs> I'm going to say that it happens at the moment. I have no idea what the runtime is. But I'm going to say at the moment when he's talking to Sawyer, and Sawyer's aiming down the barrel of a gun, and he says, So did you teach your son how to shoot like this? <laughs> and then he walks away. I think that was totally improv, and Sean Connery's like, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> That's how I felt when I turned it on. <laughs> Thanks for the Twitter questions, guys. If you'd like to give us a question on Twitter and have it addressed on the podcast, you can do so by tweeting it to ZT, at ZTH Podcast. So, right very, very early on, something happened, and I was like, oh no, oh no, I'm not going to like this movie as much as I remember liking this movie. And it was the moment that he shot a bazooka into the Zeppelins <laughs> that had the a, like, a wire attached <laughs> to them, and then there was no point in having a wire attached to them. I was them. like, why is there a string? <laughs> that, was, I, that was it. I, I was like, uh-oh. Well, that's really early on in the movie. It is. Yeah. It's like the first 45 seconds of the fucking movie. It's it's probably like two minutes in, but it's like, <coughs> yeah. Well, I mean, as soon as the uh, the World War One style tank busts through the friggin' building, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then I saw, yeah, the fucking string bazooka rocket launcher thing. So a rocket-propelled grappling hook really ruined, really put you guys, put this movie on the shit list? That... It looked terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Who cares? Okay, it was terrible. But that's it's like, well, fuck this movie. No, no, that's not that, what I'm saying. I just saying. can't get behind rocket propelled grenade lo- grappling hooks. That's it. Yo, no. it doesn't make any sense to be there. Exactly. It's 1899. None of this should make sense. But why would it need a grappling hook on the rocket? <laughs> we don't know what it was for. It he was just shot it. Limbs. <laughs> was it? Yes. Or did he just use it to fuck with people? I'm done. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Matt, Matt, you no, misunderstand no. my problem. You, no, no, you're misunderstanding my problem. 
My problem isn't with the rocket-propelled, rocket-propelled grappling hook. I'm fine there. I love Batman. I'm cool. I have a problem when you could just... like. It's totally ridiculous for him to have had a bazooka in 1899. Just make it a bazooka that blows up the blimp and he walks away. Fine. No reason for the for the rope. Or make it a hook shot. Listen, there was no explanation for what it was or why he had it. Or what it was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? At least the other shit had explanations. We have these tanks to do this. These guys were armored because of this. We're making sense. submarines because they're submarines. Yeah, that was the new age. But that was the one thing where I was like, okay, I don't know why this is here, but eh, I guess people have crazy fucking inventions. In case he loses yeah, the you know bazooka what? by exactly. shot. And maybe he was like, huh, let me see if this works. Huh, it does work. And then he shot it and was like, I don't know what I'm going to use this for. <laughs> Fuck me. This is some kind of one use, isn't it? This is kind of one of those things where you had that idea at night, you made it, and you were like, Nah, this is really, <laughs> this is kind of dumb. I'm so proud of this, and then you use it once, and you're like, no, party choice. Yeah. It was either fifth grade science fair or you know practical application. Exactly, it's either fifth grade science fair where you go to another dimension. <laughs> but where did the plane go? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you own that movie. It's space it. dust on it. Is it space dust or is it just shit from the attic? True. Yeah. You obviously put it in your pocket. All right, it's a rocket pill fucking grappling hook. Let's go. Come on, keep going. <laughs> Alright, if we're going to go on with things that were ridiculous about this movie, how about Exposition the Record? Anybody? Anybody that was... Okay. <laughs> that part is tropey as hell, but it's funny. When he goes, growl. <laughs> I was dying. I was fucking dying. But, I did okay. not remember that. So, so we have a record that's going to explain the entire plan, working based solely on the assumption that they're going to die after the Nautilus sinks. Okay. And also play the record. Hmm? And also play the record. Yep, yep. They have to play the record to do all of this. Of blow it up. But then, they're going to show us them recording the record on, like, old-timey, like, film? I loved it. I thought it was fucking great. It was so funny. It was just so stupid. It That's was stupid. Very stupid. It was so funny. Was it trying to be serious, though? Yes. No, well, no, I, I like, mean, that's my 50. biggest question. Was this movie trying to be serious? Yes, okay, the movie trying was trying to be, trying to be serious. serious, but that part I think was just kind of tongue in cheek. Like, because they could have played the record and had them all sitting there being like, hmm. oh, <laughs> Whose voice is that? I wish I could put a picture <laughs> oh, to that voice. <laughs> but they showed them filming, like, quote, filming it, and I think that was much better. Hey, you put your pants back on. <laughs> Not that kind of film. No, but they could have just continued to do all of the other things that made that scene okay. You know, hide being in the mirror saying, yeah. turn it off, it's hurting my ears, turn it off. Them constantly just kind of panning through the ship, the Nautilus and, you know, seeing everybody doing their things and like, as you pass by it, you see it like, oh, maybe that's a bomb. Which also, how does nobody notice these fucking bombs that are sitting in a hallway by themselves, just yeah. a little clock on them. This is fine. This is totally fine. This was here before. Uh, this so, was here yesterday, so it's here today. It's fine. Everything's fine. Someone put an egg um, in My defense of this, besides the fact that I liked it because it was tongue-in-cheek and stupid, is it's Moriarty. And Moriarty, to what I understand, monologues. This was a monologue before there needed to be the last monologue. You know what I'm saying? So that's my defense for it, because a monologue couldn't be... Wouldn't be the same if it was just a record. Yeah. In a movie. 
So what you're saying is the fact that it's a character that we find out is the character about 25 minutes after this moment, That's that makes up for what happened 30 minutes before? Yes. Because we don't find out that it's Moriarty yeah, right. for like another 20 minutes, at least. Right, but we know... Probably not a great use of it, at least, guys. And were they trying to make it like a Sherlock James Moriarty? It That's is a idea. Sherlock It is. It is definitely... Oh my god, Frank knows a character in this movie. Holy shit. I'm sorry, Frank. I well, when they said it, I was like, wow, that's a, that's a name that I know. And they I like, oh, yeah. they dropped every big piece of, like, British literature to come out of the turn of the century yeah. that they possibly it's, could. That's all it is, is great and, literature turn of the century characters yeah. together. It's Jackson. literary Avengers. That's exactly what this is. And, like, the, conceptually, it's a lot of fun. No Gallagher. It was a, it was a good idea. It was just not it wasn't well executed. Good. What are the references that they drop? Van Helsing. Dracula. Well, the, the whole Dracula. I mean, yes. there's many characters they in there. Jack the River. They mentioned Jack the River. Yep. They mentioned... Um, they didn't mention Sherlock. No, but they, they... But they had Moriarty. Yeah, but I'm just saying, they didn't mention Sherlock. Dr. Jekyll. Well, they had Dr. Jekyll. Around the World in 80 Days. Yeah, they Around the World in 80 Days. They had the Nautilus, but they didn't mention, like, the time machine or anything. They didn't mention anything about uh, Frankenstein. They did not. I no, think. they didn't. Which would have mm. been... I can't. I don't. I can't. Yeah, I can't pick out a. I can't pick out a moment, which was like one of the biggest ones. Like I'm surprised they missed that one. Now that I'm thinking about it, that would have been that would have been fun if if like Frankenstein was also part of that project and he was using some of the samples that he was collecting. So there was like a big composite flesh golem, mm-hmm. vampire, invisible fucking hide monster. That would be terrifying. Yeah, that would have been a good spot to to house Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> Like he was working on the something. Siberian cast. They would have had too many doctors, though. Yeah. They had Jekyll and Frankenstein. Oh, it's yeah. Just, too many doctors. Kind of the and, same and the, and the vampire who. lady. Too many doctors. <laughs> too many doctors. Not enough nurses, am I right? Yeah. Oh. Like, hello, nurse. Doctor Who would have been fine on this. Oh, yeah. I would have enjoyed that. Can we go right in there? They hadn't rebooted yet, right? Ishmael. Yes. Yep. Call, he says, call me Ishmael. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, but there's no A... Okay, I see what we're doing here. They're, they're making Ishmael yeah. on the Nautilus team. I think dead. that's why the Nautilus is white, though. Oh, it looks like a white whale. Okay. that's fair. It also is very tapered. Like, those times when you see it, it's like pointy on both ends to an extreme. The Nautilus was quite crazy. <laughs> I love them, but it's so crazy. I like the idea. It looks like shit. It looks like a spaceship. Well, of course it does it look like a spaceship. Like <laughs> of course, true. it looks like shit. It's two thousand three. It's a helicarrier, just different. Yes, exactly. It's di- It's a- okay. You know what I really want? It's I really submarine. want a split screen of the Avengers and this movie to play at the same time because I'm pretty sure they hit the same beats at the same time. I'm going to start lot. just watching exclusively one of those <laughs> monitors. But I just want to see the beats because I think they hit the same beats. Yeah, you might be right. Because you got the conflict happening early on, and uh, different people conflicting, and then different people making up, and I I really liked it. There's a team movie flowchart somewhere. Yeah, it's like, they have to conflict. Inner turmoil. <laughs> oh no, secret spy. <laughs> who could it be? Of course they were going to blame the guy. False accusations. <laughs> Resolve. Skinner, I want you dressed at all times. <laughs> Still has some great fucking lines. Most of them delivered by Connery. Really? He's the only one. I mean, my favorite character was Captain Nemo. Captain Nemo's baller. Captain Nemo was fine. Sean Connery, Captain Nemo. Alan Quarterman, that's his name? Yep. 
only two characters in this movie that were mildly interesting. Everyone else is horrible and unlikable and just... <laughs> I could... I, I could see potential to get behind... Mina? Is that... Mina. What is it? Mina. Mina, yeah. I could see potential for me to have gotten behind Mina, but she she ended up falling short. They wrote her bad, and they used her as a terrible device, which is only female cast member, and they had, like, three of the male cast members just lusting after her. It's like, no, this is stupid. Who's the third? Jekyll. Oh, yeah. That's true. She doesn't even look at you. She looked at me! Transform! <laughs> Drink the potion! It's so bad. Get, don't drink I mean, the whole okay, thing. Okay, in defense, heck, uh, Hyde is a sex monster. That's what he is. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I understand that it's, quote, tropey and whatever and nonsense, but you know what? It was 1899. They played 1899, and then when she fucking showed up, they were like, oh. Okay, she can fuck. All of us up. <laughs> she can turn into bats. All the bats. It's cool, though. We don't see that much. Uh, yeah, that kind of vampire doesn't anymore. happen very often, especially now. I mean, usually Batman has to push a special button on the bottom of his shoe to get that many bats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to lift him out of the grave. The whole Jekyll, or Hyde trying to get Jekyll to drink the potion thing. Just reminded me of the Nutty Professor. Yes. Yeah, what but, I got from that? But that's fine, because that's... You know, the, the I'm not complaining isn't. about that. I'm just that's the parallel I drew. I was well, like, that, that's what I'm saying. That's I think... Buddy Love trying to get Herman Clumps or whatever his name was. Sherman Clumps. Sherman. I was really close. You were. I haven't seen that movie in like two years. At all. It's only been two years. I haven't seen that movie in like fourteen years. Yeah, and whenever he's it came only out. sixteen years old. Yeah, I was two years old when I watched it. <laughs> in the I'm Ukraine. never watching this again. In the UK. Like... In the Ukraine. It only took fifty years to get it. But no, I mean, Accurate. the Nutty Professor is clearly just a c- comedic telling of the story. Yeah, yeah. Of oh, yeah. Ride, so. I'm not arguing with that. Yeah. And just like the Hulk. The Hulk is just the a Hulk comic is, book telling yeah. of it. Very true. Very, very true. I did find one of the more annoying pieces of the puzzle to be Hyde's, like, turnaround. Hyde has never been a good guy. He has never been cooperative. He has always been manipulative. And then a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, he manipulates Jekyll into drinking the potion, and then goes on murderous rampages. But, on the boat, he's, like, it, like there's, like, this turnaround, like, we could do it, Henry! We could save everyone! And then he goes and saves people, and I'm like, okay, I'll let that one slide, because, you know what, maybe he's just worried about dying. I'll let it go. Self-preservation. Self-preservation. And then they get to the actual, like, place at the end, the castle mm-hmm. at the end, and he's actually, it's your, it's the same problem that you with have the with Hulk the Hulk. the Hulk and the Avengers, yep. Same problem. It's like, he's not working with other people that well. Mm-hmm. He's not. It's not going to happen. There, and there was no real struggle. They got him in the boat, and then suddenly he was like, oh, excellent. Oh, well, man. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't there until that scene. Hyde was never in the movie. You know, yes, he had the subconscious fight, I'm not counting that. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't in the movie until they needed him. And then at the end, he, he, he decided to show up. Which is problematic. If he had... If Jekyll had admitted, or like accepted that they needed Hyde in Venice, and then he turns into Hyde, and Hyde kind of does what he has to do, but like does a whole bunch of like wrongdoing in the process, mm-hmm. and that causes like a, like a mini fight before the Nautilus blows up, better. Better than Jekyll being like, he's never going to take advantage of me again. Then you don't have a purpose of being on my team, bro. Yeah, it's not even like he's 
There was no brilliant mind situation for him to be involved in. Like, just he was just a doctor. Yeah, caring why for people. is he there? Medic? No, he was there to be Hyde. He was no, not. No, there I, to I know that. Him. I'm saying, like, if he's yeah. not going to turn into Hyde, what is the point? Also, they did convince Hyde to join the team. They didn't talk to Jekyll. They they yeah. they talked to Hyde and they said, "Hey, well, Hyde, if you yeah. if you come with us, Her Majesty will allow you back into the country." And he went. I do miss English broads. <laughs> that's, that's what that's what he said. So, in essence, he was playing the long game because he wasn't needed until the end. But they did still convince him. And then Jekyll was like, "Well, I guess he said yes. Yeah, so fuck, right? Okay. <laughs> we kind of share a body. His transformations were grosser than I remember. Yeah, yeah. They were I was like, like, oh god, they made this as torturous as I remember and worse." Like, I was like, oh, Mark Ruffalo makes it look so sexy. They, He's always angry. They did weird transitions where, like, he would be smaller and then get bigger again before yeah. he got smaller again. Well, it was, it's, it, was just, it was like torture. Yeah. It was like, this hand was, like, size F, and then it would go, like, both of them would be, like, F, right? And then this one would be regular again, and then this would go up to, like, a Z before going back down to, like, a normal size hand. Everyone noticed the propellers were drill bits? Nope. I wonder if that, I mean, I I, I, that. actually that is a thing, because Leonardo da Vinci, but I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, they're drill bits. Again, there were certain aspects of this movie that were cool. But when you don't see the Nautilus at scale, it looks kind of cool. It's when you then realize the scale of this thing that you're like, okay. How is he hiding this anywhere? Yeah. I mean... I was already... You're, you're already there because he's driving an automobile before this. But when he says, the solar panels I are full... I call it an automobile. When he's like, but the solar energy is full or whatever he says, I went, wow. what the fuck is happening? He's ahead of, our, he's ahead of his time. By, by a lot. So much. By over 100 years now. Like, it was a couple years, but now it's like over 100. Damn I was pirates. Like, okay, Captain Nemo. No, I'm fine with it because they, love Captain Nemo they they, the they slanted it. They did this like steampunk shit that I'm cool with. I um also love in the most sarcastic way I could possibly muster right now the fact that there's only one automobile. It's owned by Captain Nemo, but the hotshot American can run into the boat and, and be a dra- drive it. a professional like trick driver in the streets of Venice immediately afterwards. Man. Although he did drive it like shit in a pinch. I mean, it was still Fast and Furious status. Oh, like, yeah, Better yeah. than Connery. I don't know how to drive this thing. <laughs> All you have to do is move the wheel. That's fine. Not... You've got it, Quartermain. Also, I don't know where the fucking hood went. I mean, the roof. It had a roof. It was when clearly a different like, car. But I'm just saying, it, was it a different car or, or is it a convertible? Like, because that was a, something that I was, that was like... definitely another thing. I was missing then, but... the sweet launching of the roof scene. Like, I wanted that to be a thing if it's the same car. Yeah, yeah that would have wasted awesome. that opportunity. <laughs> also, the one thing that maybe pissed me off was when Quartermain jumped out and just stuck the landing. I went, no. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Everyone jumps out of the moving car in this movie. <laughs> yeah. To no ill effect. Okay, but Dorian Gray, like, got out and, like, you see him move, and then Mina kind of flew away, so it doesn't matter. And then he just pops out, 900-year-old Alan Quartermain, boop, 
boop. <laughs> She's like, sup? Feet planted. But he was James like, Bond, so who cares? He was almost sort of young and spry in this, that's not, not really. That's not how this works. That's <laughs> not how any of this works. That's not how any of this works. No. Why didn't he just destroy the painting if it was the weakness? I, I think if he destroyed have, the painting, it would work. It would be the same as him looking at yeah, it. Yeah. All right, since we're here, here we go. This is awful. Why would you reveal to someone you're about to betray the secret on how to kill you? This is so stupid. He, He's the worst character in this movie. Um, He's completely unlikable and a moron. All oh, right, okay, yeah, he does tell us. I think he because he thought in, that she was uh, gonna come with him. I also why <laughs> because he wanted an immortal girlfriend. So their love, they they were lovers. They at some point, yeah. But that's yeah. my point. Like, so if they were lovers at some point, it's completely possible that, or it could have been completely conceivable that she would have known already. But had she just in that moment, like whip, like ripped the cover off and like shown it to him, and then he dies, we wouldn't have known. So we have to have that exposition. No, but like he he shouldn't be. We can have that exposition, I guess, but he shouldn't be telling it to the person who literally, in 20 minutes time of, well, 20 minutes movie time, he's going to be betraying. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you gotta handle that in some other way. Yeah, I just, and, I was just under yeah. the assumption that she already knew from when they were lovers, and like, no, he, he explains it to her. No, he, ex- he explains it to She her. doesn't know. Mm. Yeah, and then, then, then um, that's even dumber than why I. Why didn't he just keep his eyes closed? That's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm also gonna say. <laughs> She telegraphed her move so hard, and he just stares forward. <laughs> he knows what's coming. He's like, well, I guess I could try oh, to avoid yeah. this, but that would be stupid, man. I'm... Magic. Maybe he can't. Maybe the second it's it's available to be looked at, he has to look at it, because but the she... spell is trying to break But himself. he sees her about to reveal it for, like, a good ten seconds there. Yeah, unskewer yourself Maybe and like get magnets. out. I don't know. How the fuck do they work? No, I'm actually, I, I will actually defend Dorian on this one, because... <laughs> Again, don't quote me, but I remember watching this movie at one point and getting interested in that in Dorian's character, so I like researched him. I'm pretty sure he was a young rich aristocrat that was all about like looking in the mirror or staring at his self portrait, and that's when the witch cursed him with immortality so that his painting gets old but he doesn't, but the trade off is you're no longer allowed to see yourself. Ooh. So, we'd have to go through his. We'd have to go back to his room and see if there's ever a mirror in his. Yes, because oh. I think that that's the trade-off. You're not. He's not allowed to. Like he physically can't see himself. I'm or, arguing that this movie is not that smart, and he also would have mentioned looking in the mirror in his exposition dump about how to kill himself. Fair, because I feel like that's not a thing. I agree. No, you're. That's totally fair. I just remember reading somewhere that. The reason that the painting ages and he doesn't, and he, the reason that he stares at the painting was because that's what he used to do before he was blessed slash cursed. Blessed slash cursed. That's fair. I hand wave it because it's magic. Magic spell says, if you look at your painting, you die. Well, if your painting's revealed, you have to try to look at it because the magic's going to want to go away. You know what I'm saying? It's like an equal opposite reaction type thing. So, if she revealed it and was pointing at Frank, but he's over here at the left, he'd be, like, craning his neck to try to look at it just because laws of magic. That's the way I, I take it. Like, he wouldn't have been able to not look at it. I would have liked to see a little, like, struggle then, if that was the case. Mm. But yeah, he just kind of stood there blankly. He's, he's like, like, I still got oh, a, yeah. a paycheck for this, right? <laughs> 
Whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to be Aragon in a couple years. Tales of the Great. <laughs> I like when they were slashing each other in that scene, and it's like we could be at this all night. No, it's like cool. Yes, Super can. Pirates of the Caribbean. I think this actually came out before Pirates, though, right? Oh yeah, before the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Did movie? it actually? Um, that's a good question. I think they're around the same time. Hubert. I think it was like 2005. No. We're about to Looking find it out. up. Everyone, quick. Who can do it first? I'm not so 2003! Same time. Same year. Jinx. You owe me a scotch. Don't. 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 Because I've had enough. Um, So they both do that same thing. Because that's Barbosa's big line at the end. Are we... Is this what we're going to be, Jack? Two immortal people stuck in a fight till kingdom comes and trumpets sound? Or you could surrender. But he also has a problem getting the, um... He's pinned. Yeah. But pinned to what? The wall? She's a fucking vampire. She pinned him to the wall. So she she just had the good luck of finding a a stud then. It's a castle. It's a fucking stone wall. Alright, you just okay. go like this. Yeah, he doesn't He doesn't have... And, and he doesn't like have the leverage He doesn't to... have super strength or anything. Yeah, he's, he's just, just a good-looking dude who never ages, yeah. He's got nothing but immortality. That's all he's got. Which, obviously, is no small thing. But, you but, know... But a vampiress Yeah, she's got more. to yeah. go with it. That's true. That's fair. Okay. Yeah, when she pinned him and he was, like, pulling at the sword, I was like, he doesn't have the right leverage... And it's in a fucking piece of stone. Because yeah. he just looked like it wasn't a big deal. Like he was going to be able to pull it out. And then it, something and then happened realized, like where he realized that he wasn't What he should have done, which he probably didn't think about, because sometimes you don't think. People panic. He should have just walked off the sword. Probably wouldn't have felt great, but I think that would have worked. Or what? Kind of like what Lurtz does in, in Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. He just takes the sword all the way to the hilt. Like, um, Tom Sawyer, super unlikable. Right? Yeah. Super unlikable. He, I mean, he, he had to be brash <laughs> and American. He, I mean. That's fine, but like... I don't remember his personality from the books at all, so I don't remember if that, that was him. I mean, it, well, I don't think it was. I think it was like a super Americanized version of what... It, like, he, he was essentially trying to be like a cowboy. Like, he was playing up every cowboy trip that we have. Which is fine, but like for like a super good Secret Service sniper... He was a shit shot. Yeah. Did you say worst character? Or yeah, no? I think so. Okay. I think Dorian Gray is the worst character, but... I mean, he's just a bad guy. So, he's in a... Before he was a... I was done with him ten <laughs> minutes into the movie. When they meet in his house, and the guy shoots him, he's like, I'm complicated. Tweezing <laughs> his eyebrows. Complicated. Oh, yeah, he was tweezing his eyebrows. Oh, there you go. Then he mu- he's allowed to look in mirrors because yep. he's yeah, a yeah. Yep. Damn it. Thanks, Frank. You're welcome. Mm. Good that's fine. I, I still like magic magnets, so that's... that's <laughs> magic magnets. Um, How do they work? How do they work? That's a question for two clowns. <laughs> uh, they don't know either. Shit, what was I going to say? <laughs> you know what? He had to shoot bad because if he didn't, it would have made all of Alan's... Bullshit remarks meaningless. It would have made this movie ten minutes shorter. <laughs> also true. But like, like how... when he stood up in the car and just started unloading pistol rounds through columns, I'm like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You're making every time he's insulted, you're shooting a hundred percent accurate. Right? He now. did that like six times. The exact. It's almost the exact same like scene they could show me. Like they yeah. filmed it once and just put a different green screen behind it. 
<laughs> the car actually would have stopped too. Nobody, nobody had their foot on the gas pedal. Who says made... there's a gas pedal? No, they you're, make, you. you're making lots of assumptions. No, they definitely show you the pedals. Did they? I'm I pretty sure they I don't remember seeing pedals. I don't remember seeing inside the car at all. Yeah, like, no, I remember seeing a detail. wheel. That's it. I remember seeing the car, and I was like, yeah. I remember they somehow managed to fit the entire league in one automobile with Ishmael. And the cab is, like, this big. It looks so much smaller, but it, it was huge because they zoomed in and they were all in there comfortable. I mean, they were touching, but they weren't, like, sprawled out, like, pass me that wine. I mean, it Pass might... me the... It's bigger on the inside, guys. Hey. Hey. I, it could also just be we think that the cab's really small because the hood where the engine is is, <laughs> like, times the size. about a... a Four wheels know. on the front, which is not the thing that... Happens in today's society. It's about the length of a London prototype. Yeah. It was. It Twelve was cool. cylinder at 150 horsepower. Did 12, they say that? Twelve inline cylinders. Yes. <laughs> Fucking straight. Oh well, I straight mean, straight twelve. Straight twelve. <laughs> first, first of all, it's the turn of the century. They didn't have V12s at, at the time. It would have been an inline. <laughs> it would have at least been an inline six. And knowing him, he probably would have done twelve. So it would have been an inline twelve. Yeah, that's inline completely fair. Ridiculous. Inline twelve, six wheels. Cab enough room for eight. Carburetor. <laughs> Big old carburetor. You're gonna need multiple. <laughs> <laughs> what? Every three fucking pistons? Dun, dun. <laughs> you right there? That would've been Good. fun. So, been much, like so much filigree. So wait, Quartermain's supposed to be 900 in this? How old is Quartermain no, supposed to be in this? No, no, no that, that was no, math Quartermain is just math. Yeah. Old because, he, so here, you went through yes. his... Nonsense, but I didn't go through all of it. But yeah. no, you did not. But so Quartermain was in a book where he found Solomon's Temple, so he found a whole bunch of treasure, right? Mm-hmm. It's treasure hunter. But the reason he's in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is it just because he's a great shot and great hunter, or is it because he's also somehow immortal too? He's a no, hunter. I don't. Yeah, it's the hunter thing. I don't they think even they know. Go to the lens to list that they like go around the room like we've got a hunter. We've got a captain. We've yeah. got blah, 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 yeah, no. blah, blah. The, the immortal yes, thing comes as an after... Like, he, he doesn't even know it. Okay, but my, my point is, like, they can make it... They said, like, the most obvious things. We have a hunter. We have a captain. Nemo isn't a regular captain. Nemo's gone... What is it? 10,000 leagues under the sea? Yep. So, like, he's a special captain. There must be something that he's a... reason he's a special hunter. He's a really good hunter. He said... Okay. Do you smell that? He's afraid. Who in this room has ever smelled fear? Answer: None of you. <laughs> really? Who no. just smelled exactly? It's called Dio. But oh, I'm just, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But I'm just saying he he smelled it, and then so did so did Hyde, mm-hmm. and they already pertained Hyde to an animal. Yeah. So then you have a little bit of supernatural hunterness going on with Quarterman. Mm-hmm. Also, he's just a super good shot. I mean, he's an insanely yeah. good like, shot. Incredible. And then Sawyer picks it up. Really. Really easily in the grand scheme of things. After having not successfully done it once. After like half a lesson. And not having successfully done it once. Yeah. Did you teach your son to shoot? Hey, where'd you go? Hey. Did you did you not like the really poor line of dialogue they wrote for me that I just delivered really bad? No? You, you, you gonna leave me here? Was that dude in anything? The guy who played Sawyer? Was he Shane in? West. Yeah, Shane West is What is Shane West in his name? Okay. Alright. What else is Shane West in? He's been in a couple of like. I can see movies. him. Yeah, I can see him being like a teen heartthrob of like the early two thousands. Oh, but I can't. Heartthrob. I think there was a movie called Whatever It Takes that he was in. I think that's the movie that I know. That's fair. 
Shane. Is it Shane like... Shane West. S-H-A-N-E. The correct way to spell Shane? But there's another way to spell Shane. Yeah, S-E-A-N. That's Sean. Sean. Oh, wow. Okay, good night, Corey. This will be, be Corey's last podcast. Go fuck yourself. Oh, and he's in a walk to remember. That's it. That's he's in a one. show called Salem? What the fuck is that? A walk to remember. That's the Red that's Sky, the Nikita. What the fuck? The Love Affair. That's Mandy Moore, right? El Dorado. Yes. I love that movie. It's a, it's a show, apparently. What? what no, TV no. miniseries? We're talking about a walk to remember. Oh, you love ER. that movie? I'm such a fan of chick flicks it's ridiculous I hate that movie because they made me watch Mandy Moore die I mean that's it's really I mean, you sad. don't get to see her die you just assume she's dead it's the same difference she went to a farm just like CK <laughs> and Quicksilver <laughs> they're both not gone Quicksilver don't give a and Batman's parents <laughs> they write letters to Alfred sometimes do, wait do you not know what death is Shh, he's sleeping <laughs> you'll wake him oh wow he was on an episode of Boy Meets World that's nice Oh, yeah, yeah. He really hasn't done much. Yes. Nope, not really. I mean, he did enough. Oh, yeah, no, he, he did, did enough. enough things. Things. I mean, I'm sure he's... Made more money than living, have. You know, he's living off of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's check, for sure. Residuals. I highly doubt Residuals. I'm going to say I walk to remember and the other one get played more than... Yeah. Well, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I can't remember the last time I saw this movie on TV. It was on a, it was on a lot back in the day. It's still on a lot. I, I I come across it pretty pretty regularly. I don't have yeah. cable. I don't know what the fuck's on. Sci-fi plays it a lot. Hell yeah. Whenever I'd like scroll through and see that that was playing. It's I about on par. It. <laughs> <laughs> this is the actual time I've actually watched it through. That's fair. The only time this is the only time I've seen this movie the entire way through. Yeah. I did not realize there's a reason for that. <laughs> do you want to do you want to I was cast done, fi- I was done with 15 minutes of the podcast. Right? I'm fine. Is it because we criticized it was because, the, it was, it was because I was outnumbered three to one, and I just don't feel like sitting here deflecting all the shots. Take but me, you need show to. me the picture. You uh, need to be able. to... <laughs> it's not deflecting the shots. It's just you're the guy focusing more on the positive in this one. Oh, and you just killed Matt. Great. And we need that. That's what's going to make. Well, this I did work. it. This was going to make I the good it. episode. It was a rocket was... with dental floss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Make sure you brush twice a day. <laughs> What's your suggestion? Brush twice a day with rocket dental floss. Isn't that right, Matt? No, don't do it. <laughs> this seems like a once a day kind of thing. Guys, he's a singer of a punk rock band. Yeah. Shane what? what? Yeah. Oh, Good for him. Johnny Was. That's the name of the band? That's the name of the band. Johnny no. Was. Johnny Was what? <laughs> Joe's killing it. Oh, they were originally known as Average young. Joe. That's dumb. And then Dodgeball took that, so like we gotta change our name. <laughs> I don't know, I just really like this movie. It's You're in the eighteen ninety nine Avengers, and I really liked it. You're, okay. title. Uh, I, I respect I it. I'm not telling you can't take away my entitlement. At least they put catacombs in Venice. Venice was floating on columns, so we can be happy about that. But, you know, if you blow up a specific building, then the rest of it... Yeah, that... Explosions I still don't fucking to... understand that logic at all. Okay, <laughs> all right. Worst logic. That's even worse than everything else. In defense of that logic, we can say that when two forces initially hit, they, they equal each other's force. If? That's an if statement. No, no, no. That is a law. When two things hit... For that second that they make contact, they are equal force. And then after that, shit hits the fan. So when a bug hits a windshield, for that second that they make contact, 
they are equal force and then splat. Okay. Splat. okay, all right. But and but I don't know works. how that works with explosions. I don't know the math. I'd love to know the math if someone wants to write into zth at gmail dot com. But the problem I know is it's longer than that. The the, the issue. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast. Okay. The problem. The, the problem is, we see that the bomb is just lining the whole yeah. fucking town. So blowing up one building isn't going to stop all of the other explosions. No, no, it off. was dumb. I was like, they just wanted to put Fast and Furious into this movie somehow. Yeah, why not? And they did. That car was made out of like um, adamantium because it went through everything, every <laughs> metal, rocks. Houses, people, time, time. <laughs> bullets, <laughs> vampires. <laughs> Only on John Wick. It wouldn't go through John Wick. That's ridiculous. Nothing goes through John Wick. John Wick wins that. Battle the vampire was the time. only thing they didn't show them using. The what? The vampire um, blood was the only thing they didn't show them oh, using yeah. in the uh, in the final fight scene. I also had a, a, a slight issue with that with them like wanting to make more vampires. I'm like. And that's how Blade happens, guys. What are you thinking? They're just going to realize that they're better than you and subjugate you for their own personal gain. Just like Especially when they're that fucking powerful. Yeah. Alright, now now I think we can actually call it... Absolutely. I agree. This is your first time listening to the podcast. Here at Zero's Talking Heroes, we rate each movie that we review using our Infinity Stone system, which means... Based on how good we thought the movie was individually, we each give it a score of 1 to 6 Infinity Stones. Sometimes it's less than 1. I don't control these things. We try, but Sequel's fucking rogue. He, he is a rogue. He's got official rogue now. If you give a movie 6 stones, you have an option to include an Infinity Gauntlet with it, which is the highest possible score. By the way, 1 is the lowest, 6 is the highest. I realized I forgot to say that. Although, you may know that. And if someone says shard, it means half a stone... So, now that that's out of the way, let's rate League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Corey. Damn it. <laughs> really trying to fill the room here, but fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> Again, conce- do your heart. Yeah, I mean, conceptually, I think that the movie has a lot of, had a lot of potential, and there were some points in it that I was like, that was cool, and I'm not gonna kick it in the ass for being old, because whenever something looked bad. It was just because it was made in 2003. So, long story short, beyond the conceptualized, I don't think they executed the movie very well, but I could still enjoy kind of picking up on some of the lore that they sprinkle in throughout it. Uh, it gets two stones and a shard for me. Alright, Matt, let's hear the highest rating we're about to hear. Fair. Um, I like this movie. I like all the things it does with the literary characters, and they, they weave this story of a pre-World War One world, and I think it's very fun. Uh, I'm going to give it four and a half stones. That's way high. That's like so high. <laughs> <laughs> way high. I would have. I would have let you slide on four. I would I gladly have let four. four. And a half. I just let the half. Unacceptable. Out. I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> That's the loudest he's been on any episode, I know. and it's getting cut. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I think out of principle, I have to keep it. <laughs> I think you're just gonna. That was the time Frank projected. Yeah, that's a very she talk. All it's rare, time. but I mean it. <laughs> Mina, she's a vampire. You should, Fr- Frank. Let us know what is acceptable in your rating. Uh, I was bored and I didn't love it, so I'm gonna give it two stones. 
And I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, I almost fell asleep twice during this movie. I think the plot is convoluted and not great. The writing of this movie is bad. There's a lot of bad dialogue in this movie. And subpar performances. So I don't think I'm ever watching this movie again. And it's not awful. It didn't hurt me. So I'm giving it two stones. Because Sean Connery, he, he tried for like the first half of this movie. And then he realized that he was just not getting anywhere. I like money, though. <laughs> he was like, it's too late to stop now. They'd have to recast. They're already paying me. So, yeah. Just kill me off. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. Just wait till the end. But leave the door open for Fine. a potential sequel, even though this movie sucked and bombed in the U.S. box office. Done. So, two stones. Yep. And that's that's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out if you want. Preferably for free if you get the chance. Here's the part of the show where we recommend what you should do that's not related to watching League of Extraordinary Gentlemen in between listening to this podcast and when our next podcast comes out. Corey! If you are of legal drinking age, I recommend that you buy a bottle of something that you can age, be it a stout or a barrel-aged stout. Or cough syrup. Or whiskey. But let it age a couple years, and then, you know... Give it a sip. Things do tend to get better with age. Try Dogfish Head one, uh, 120 Minute IPA. That stuff is only good after three years. It does not become drinkable until it's like three years old. And then it becomes amazing. That's why it's so rare. I'm guessing right, that's why they don't put it out all the time? Yeah, they don't put it out all the time. Yeah. But they still want you to age it. Because they're assholes. Fuck you, Dogfish Head. Wait, so they sell it to you and tell you to age it three years? No, they don't tell you to age it, which is the problem. I have to tell you to age it. Oh. People come in and ask me why this beer sucks. I'm like, because it's hot for 120 minutes. Because it's fuel. (laughs) You should probably let it sit on your shelf for a couple years. That's a future investment when you buy Dr. 120 minutes. Yeah. I'm just, you know what? Can't wait to crack this open. All I'm saying is that Dollfish Head should make it. Put it on a sh- put it on their shelves for like two three years and, and then, then yes, sell it. Yeah, that would be agree. a much better plan on their part. Not you could money, sell it for fucking more. No, you could sell it for more. It's already really expensive. I know. Yeah, Dogfish has a four packs. Yeah, and I also sell one twenty for eleven seventy five a bottle. Yeah, they only sell one twenties in one bottle. So no, no, you sell them in the four pack. They sell them in a four pack. I've only ever seen it in the single bottle. <laughs> because people take it out because you can sell them for eleven seventy five a bottle. At Craft in Port Jefferson. Come down and see me. That's almost a dollar per ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Frank? I'm going to recommend that you guys go to Chipotle. I went today. It was good. And yesterday! And yesterday. God damn. Every day. Chipotle, Chipotle every day. is my no, life. How'd your butthole feel? Fine. Good for you. Yeah. Just leaning off the salsa? Cause you had two days yeah, I don't, I don't really do the hot sauce. So. That, that helps. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, it was good. Good experience. You double up the meat? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Do you wait till they put the first scoop on and, and then, then say, double? Hey, double it. Yeah. yeah. Can't fuck, fuck you. <laughs> fuck. This kid's getting advantage of it. I had somebody like put like a scoop and a half on, and then I told him to double it. And he was like, "Shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to roll this." <laughs> it's fine. I got it. Get another tortilla. I put it in the bowl anyway, so I don't yeah, want that so fucking. I don't want their shit tortillas. I want it into the shape of a baby donkey. What? Burrito. That's what burrito means. Baby donkey. Why? I don't fucking know. Ask a Spanish person. All right, they don't know either. That's amazing. Yeah, burro is definitely donkey. So burrito would be little donkey. I know. 
Why is it called burrito? No one knows. No, you know. I recommend that you do some cooking ahead of time. You know, like uh, meal preparation for the week. Like on the weekend? Yeah, like on the weekend. Or like if you're not doing something, you finished dinner, you cleaned up, and you're like, well, it's early. I don't want to do this, but I could just cook some stuff for lunch tomorrow and lunch the next day. Yeah, hi. So wait, wait, wait. You're going to cook dinner, clean up from cooking dinner, and then re-dirty the kitchen by doing your meal prep? Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> what I meant was, you finished cooking dinner, and then you did meal prep oh. before cleaning up, because that's what I did. Yeah, okay, no, that's fine. Do you eat the first dinner before you do meal prep, or do you, like, just no, let that right, get cold? Like, you meal prep, so, oh shit, I have none left. I, no, I didn't, I, I did eat the dinner, and then I cooked again. Smart, you don't want to be c- cooking on an empty stomach, you lose energy, be inefficient. Mm-hmm. I was trying to remember. I was like, wait, did I clean up and then return these pots? That's stupid. But no, I didn't. <laughs> like, we just ripped this recommendation to shreds. <laughs> I don't care. It's my last fucking podcast. Wow. <laughs> Everyone's sequel, doing I'm, it. sequel, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. Wait home. for me. Here's the place hey guys, where I'm sequel back. is. <laughs> I'm Fuck. going to that farm with me, sequel, Batman's parents. <laughs> and Alan Quartermain. <laughs> and Alan Quartermain. <laughs> no, he's alive. Africa will let him die. I'm trying to decide if that's an exciting or a boring farm. If the Wayne's are there, it's a boring farm. Oh, wait. But Corda means there. <laughs> he's not. He's alive. No, I recommend that you go through all the things in your life that you're subscribed to and unsubscribe from one of them because chances are there's something in your life you're not using and you're just pissing money away. Like if you have a Netflix plan that also includes DVDs, like someone standing at this table talking right now. That's me. Okay, I was about to say, I don't... They I, still have that? I guess so, yeah. I forgot I had it. So I've been paying for it for like two years now. So yeah, find something that you can live without and or maybe just don't use anymore and free up some cash. It's a really good idea. To get into contact with Zero's Talking Heroes, there are a whole bunch of ways you can do it. The first of which is sending an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. You can also find us on Instagram at zthpodcast. Or if you go to Facebook, you can go to facebook.com backslash ZTH podcast or search for Zero's Talking Heroes in the search bar. And Zero's and Heroes both have an E. Right. I didn't know I needed to say that, but true. Like a like a second E at the end. Yeah. The like, first e doesn't like, help. like when Zero's and Heroes become plural, it's not just an S. Yeah. It's an ES because English. And you didn't, you never needed to say that, but. It came up recently. I know, I remember it Some came people up can't find us. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, hopefully those people have found us now. And I hope they're now so. listening. Because, yes. If you found us, tweet at us at ZTH Podcast. Now I'm thinking about Brian Regan with the cardboard box. Speaking of now that you can find us, hopefully you found us on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to us on and give us a maximum rating. On iTunes, it's five stars. And if you give us a five star rating, I'll see it. And I'll read it on the podcast. And everybody loves that, right? Yes. I love it. We all love it. You love it. I just rated a podcast today. Follow Matt's footsteps. Bonus recommendation. Rated podcast. That's named Zero's Talking Heroes. Yes. Do that one. It's a great one. It's a pretty good one. And that's going to do it for us tonight. Next time, we'll be doing another new release movie. It's Logan. So this starts Ooh. This starts the four-week trail of new releases. Yes. Well, it's two new releases, and then we have a week off, and then we have two new releases. Oh, really? Yeah. So here's my... Why, because two of them come out the same week? No, there's there's a week in March that no movie gets released. There's like five Fridays in March that happen. So, yeah. Cool. 
So if you know what we should do in that one week off... Now is the time to tell us, because yeah. we don't. We're flying by the seat of our pants, so using one of those things we just told you about, get a suggestion at us, and you know, hopefully it's what we want to do. Tell us to wear pants. Please tell us to wear pants. Especially I Hubert. I can't deal with another episode of Matt Pantless. Guys, I don't fucking own pants. It's true. He really doesn't. Yeah. True. Thank you for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes. On behalf of everyone else, see you.